It is often said that history is more than just words on the written page. For various reasons, many parts of our past have become lost or confused over time, and World War One is no different. In today's episode, we're going to look at six mysteries from the war to end all wars. Welcome to Wars of the World. Wars are, of course, rife with stories of atrocities, usually framed as committed solely at the hands of the enemy. But rather than suppress these tales, authorities on both sides during World War I encouraged the widespread retelling of these events. They believed this would fuel resentment for the enemy and inspire their men never to hold back in battle. Whether the stories were 100% true or not didn't really matter at all. Unfortunately for historians looking back at the conflict, sometimes these stories can leave more questions than answers about the conduct of soldiers during the war. During the Battle of Ypres in April of 1915, reports began to circulate that a Canadian soldier had been captured by German troops and suffered a horrendous death. The unfortunate man was pinned to the wall of a barn, with bayonets being driven through his hands, effectively crucifying him before his tormentors cut open his throat and finally riddled his body with bullets. This atrocity was reportedly carried out alongside the bayonetting of a number of other captured Canadian soldiers as the Germans were forced to retreat. The reporting of the incident sparked outrage among the Allied powers, and it was even brought up several times in the British House of Commons. Investigations resulted in witnesses coming forward and swearing to have seen the crucified man. Now, some of these were later debunked as being inaccurate, either deliberately or unintentionally, but a handful of soldiers continued to swear they had seen the crucified Canadian. However, no official documentation exists of the incident, nor were any photographs taken. This has led to speculation that the story is nothing more than allied propaganda, or simply a rumor that took on a life of its own. But even if it was just a propaganda story, how did it start, and why would soldiers testify to having witnessed the event? It may seem horrific, but war is full of these types of tales. If it did happen, then we have to wonder just who the unfortunate soldier was and why his captors felt he deserved such a horrendous death. Private John Parr has the tragic title of being the first British soldier killed during the First World War on the eve of the Battle of the Mons, which began on August 23rd, 1914. Joining the army in 1912, having lied about his age, he was on the eve of his 17th birthday when his life was taken from him. However, since that time, there has been a great deal of confusion about just how, and indeed when, John Parr was killed. 
It has long been thought that on August 21st, he came across advanced elements of the German cavalry while conducting a reconnaissance mission on his bicycle with another British soldier. The German troops fired on them and Parr instructed his comrade to retreat while he stayed down in a ditch, trying to hold off the Germans as long as he could. A young Belgian girl later said of how she saw a German soldier rush through her garden in order to kill the British soldier. However, research carried out in the years after the war cast doubt on this version of his death, as there is no German record of troops being anywhere near the area at the time of the shooting. This has led to debate as to whether or not Parr was the victim of friendly fire, having been shot by other British, French, or Belgian troops suffering from war nerves and seeing any soldier as a German threat. Another intriguing theory is that he wasn't killed that day at all, but survived and instead died two days later at the start of the Battle of the Mons. Those who support this theory point to the fact that the Germans buried him at St. Symphorian Cemetery, less than three miles from the battle. If this is true, it takes away his title as the first British soldier to fall. The truth is only further muddied by the poor and confused record keeping on the part of the British army. In fact, incredibly, John Parr was still listed on official army papers as being an active soldier in his units until January of 1915. The truth of his death and whether he really was the first British soldier to fall to the Germans in World War One, will likely forever remain a mystery. On October 9th, 1917, at 520 hours, seven officers and 78 men of the Australian 1st Division 10th Battalion advanced on German forces at Celtic Wood following an intense artillery barrage during the Battle of Polkapel. In the ferocious scrum of combat that followed, the Australian troops faced intense enemy fire and took heavy casualties. But in the aftermath of the attack, Australian commanders found that 37 men were unaccounted for. This is not unusual in the heat of battle, but what is unusual is that the men were never found, neither dead or alive. Many theories have been put forward to explain the disappearance, but none have been conclusively proven. Some sources believe that the men simply didn't exist in the first place and that they were created and then lost as a clerical error. A not unreasonable assumption given that initially reports said 71 men had disappeared at Celtic Wood. A more gruesome suggestion is that the German army captured them, massacred them, and then buried them in a mass grave. Those who subscribe to this theory point to the fact that the Germans do not have a record of the attack, which has led some to suspect a cover-up of the crime. In 2008, researchers Chris Hench and Robert Kearney published their own theory to explain the disappearance, arguing that the area was repeatedly saturated by both British and German artillery shells. Given the devastation wrought upon the area, the 37 men could have been caught up in the barrage and their bodies so heavily decimated that not a trace of them remained. Whatever the truth, the mystery of the missing 37 continues to provoke speculation. War brings out the very worst of humanity, breaking down ordinary people into men capable of horrific atrocities. 
However, there are those who may be better suited to killing, to whom war simply allows their darker side to come to the surface under the guise of service to their country. In 1914, Bella Kish seemed like just one of millions of men across Europe who answered their country's call to take up arms. Living in a small village just outside Budapest, he left his home in the care of a housekeeper, Mrs. Jakubek, while he went off to fight for the Austro-Hungarian army. In 1916, Kish's landlord discovered he had been storing several drums on his property that seemed to contain gasoline, an increasingly valuable resource under the strain of war. When passing soldiers were in need of fuel, the town constable took them to Kish's property, where they proceeded to open up one of the barrels, despite Mrs. Jakubek's protests. To their horror, they discovered the body of a woman inside, who had apparently been strangled and left there since before the war began. Examinations of the barrels revealed similar gruesome sights, with a total of 24 victims having been found to have been kept on the property. Believing she was an accomplice, Mrs. Jakubek was arrested and questioned by the police, although ultimately she would be released without charge. Meanwhile, the army authorities were contacted to check whether Kish was still alive, and he was eventually tracked down to a hospital in Serbia. However, realizing his crimes had been discovered, he managed to throw off investigators by swapping his identity with that of a dead soldier, allowing him to disappear into history. To this day, no one knows what happened to Bela Kish, and he has fascinated both military and criminal historians alike ever since. Investigations into his life before the war revealed that he had been fascinated by the occult, with some of his victims being drained of blood. Some have even theorized he practiced vampirism. There have also been suggestions that he had engaged in an incestuous affair with his mother, and this led to difficulties with him forming long-lasting relationships with women. He had been married and divorced twice by 1914. It was discovered that he had been luring the women to his home through Lonely Hearts adverts and had swindled many of them out of their money before killing them and hiding their bodies in the drums, an MO that would typify several serial killers in the coming century. Despite there being numerous reported sightings of Bella Kish in the years after the war, none were substantiated, and this has forever left two burning questions. Firstly, where did he go? And second, did he stop killing after he disappeared? With the unleashing of the terrifying U-boat upon Allied merchant fleets, the First World War saw an unprecedented amount of destruction wrought upon ships at sea. Being an island nation, Britain was almost starved into submission by unrestricted German U-boat warfare that was arguably more effective than Hitler's similar efforts 20 years later. As such, it was not uncommon for ships to simply disappear at sea only for it to be learned after the war, they had been sunk by a torpedo fired from a U-boat. However, there were also incidents of ships simply disappearing without any explanation at all. The famous disappearance of the USS Cyclops during World War I is an example of this. The most perplexing mystery, however, surrounds the disappearance not of a ship, but of its crew. 
On September 17, 1917, a large sailing barge was found beached on Roselle Point in France. Upon closer inspection, it was discovered to be the Zabrina, which was involved in the transportation of coal between England and France. Aside from some slightly tangled sails, it was in pristine condition. However, the crew was nowhere to be seen, and they never would be again. Since then, theories have surfaced as to what might have happened, with one of the most common being that during foul weather, the crew were washed overboard. However, this is a very unlikely circumstance. All of them overboard, all at the same time, and with the vessel not taking a scrap of damage? Alternatively, it has been speculated that the crew were attacked by German U-boats, leading the crew to abandon the ship and then succumbing to the cold waters of the English Channel. However, this doesn't seem to hold weight either. Again, the ship was undamaged, so there was no indication of any attack. It is possible that the German U-boat surfaced and ordered the men to abandon the ship before sinking it, but this practice of U-boat warfare had long since died out by 1917. U-boats are vulnerable to destruction whenever they breach the surface. After the crew had abandoned the ship, the U-boat could then have fired and missed or been chased away by the arrival of Allied warships, but in either case, why didn't the crew attempt to return to the ship? And why, after all this time, have no bodies been found? Some more outlandish theories concern the crew being British or even German agents attempting to sneak into France, although no evidence has ever been produced to support this, and the Sabrina remains one of the great maritime mysteries. On November 11th, 1918, the guns fell silent across Europe as the war finally came to an end. But this did not mean that every soldier immediately went home. At first, many of the troops were retained near the front lines in case of renewed hostilities and then to oversee the withdrawal and disarmament of German forces. For the soldiers of the British Empire, there was then a period of transition where many of them would have to stay in camps while waiting for troop ships to become available to take them home. One of these transient camps was Kinnell Park in North Wales, where 17,000 Canadian troops were being housed, waiting to return home. After the euphoria of victory and the promise of a ticket home, arriving at the damp, muddy, and poorly equipped camp struck a massive blow to the Canadian troops' morale. The situation was made worse by the camp being run by British officers who the Canadians felt simply didn't understand them and their plight. With men sleeping on floors, influenza running rampant among their number, British officers making them undertake physical labor activities off base, and the suspicion that they were being kept deliberately in Britain because British authorities feared a communist uprising in cities such as nearby Liverpool, the Canadians began to form strike committees to make their voices heard by authorities. At first, there was some hesitation to participate in what effectively was a mutiny, but when it was learned that ships that were earmarked to take them home had been retasked to take American troops first, anger flared up among the men. On March 4th, 1919, a riot broke out at the camp that the officers in charge could not control. During a two-day orgy of rioting and looting, 
Troops broke into the officers' and sergeants' messes, and nearby shops were looted of food, alcohol, and tobacco. Those who participated in the riot said the shops were targeted in revenge against the shopkeepers, who charged them exorbitant prices and who were, in their minds, guilty of profiteering. One lorry driver with unfortunate timing, who drove into the base as the riot was kicking off, found the barrels of beer he was delivering stolen as he drove through the gates. Authorities pleaded with the men to see sense and promised them they would be returned home soon, but the angry mob set upon them, crushing to death a Canadian major who had received the Victoria Cross during the war for valor. With surrounding communities terrified that the rioters would turn on their homes, cavalry troops were brought in to restore order. After 48 hours, the Kinmel Park mutiny was over and 24 men, identified as ringleaders, were arrested and received sentences of up to 10 years. In the aftermath, five men were dead, including the major, but the question of how these other men died has been open to debate ever since. It is likely they were caught up in the chaos of the riot breaking out, as shots were fired between the rioters and the guards, but some of the men were found with injuries from bayonets and physical violence. This has led to the speculation that the riots gave some men with old scores to settle, the cover to commit murder. With no thorough investigation into their deaths being carried out, the authorities instead wishing to cover up the whole affair as swiftly as possible, the truth will likely never be known. Additionally, some of those who were involved in the riots claimed that the official death toll was a lie and there were many more killed in the violence. Indeed, a local newspaper article of the time said that 12 had been killed in the riot, although it is unknown where they got this figure from. Whatever the truth from Kinnell Park, the story remains a tragic tale of the consequences of the Great War and a poignant reminder that the suffering of war never ends with the war itself. And there you have six mysteries of World War One. Despite the fact that the whole truth behind these stories will likely never be known, they each in their way tell us more of the great cataclysm of history that was World War One. Please leave a comment down below with your own theories and reactions, and remember to like this video and subscribe to support the channel. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next time.